We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the NBA front office show. Trevor Lane here, joined by Keith Smith. Oh, boy. The NBA season is right around the corner, and we've got plenty of things to talk about. Keith, how was, how was your weekend, man? I spent my weekend being sick. How was your weekend? Thankfully, I was, like, recovered fairly quickly, which tells me there's probably allergies uh, yeah. more than anything else. But we, uh, we, we, as we do often this time of year, we spend a lot of the weekend in the car driving to and from soccer, but, uh, two wins in the weekend for the girls and they're, they're, they're coming around and really starting to look like they might be a pretty fun team this year. So we're really excited about that. And yeah, man, month from uh, today, we'll be talking about real actual games and everything. Yes. I, I can't wait. We're, we're almost there. Not even a, we've got preseason in just a couple weeks. True, Less true. Than yes, two weeks yeah, for preseason. Yeah, and I will take that. I will take preseason <laughs> basketball no at this point, absolutely happily, uh, because I, I can't wait for the guys to get actually out of there on the floor. Most teams starting up media day. I, actually, I think what the Mavs and who is it that has media day? Timberwolves this week. Wolves. There you go. That have that yeah. have media day. They're playing week. over in uh, Abu Dhabi. Yeah. That's uh, right. That's right. Yeah. So uh, right. next Thursday, the fifth at noon Eastern, we'll start getting so, answers to all of our questions. It's going to be, it's going to be a yeah. lot of fun, a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, let's jump right into the news. I know we're on a little bit of a time crunch. For yeah, today, we're going to speed run this episode. That's, that's a term that's I right. just learned. So I'm working it in there about speed running video games. I didn't know this was a thing. And apparently people. Oh, like when somebody games. beats Mario in, yeah, like, in five like minutes minute. or something yeah, like that. Whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's crazy. Yeah, Crazy. I told my daughter that somebody did that, and, and she's in disbelief after you know getting <laughs> killed by those Goombas so many times. Um, oh, all right, let's uh, let's start with this. This is all Lillard adjacent. Yes, but I don't want to start with Damian Lillard today. I don't know. <laughs> let's talk about Tyler Hero. There are teams apparently kind of lining up around the league that are willing to be the third, maybe fourth team in a Dame trade in order to uh, get Tyler Hero out of all of this. I know the Utah Jazz are one such team. There's a, there's a bunch of teams, though, that are that are considered yep. potential landing spots because, you know, he's a good player. Um, and, and is there a landing spot do you think makes the most sense, Keith? Yeah, I mean, the other teams, that this uh, Jake Fisher was the one who I first saw mention this, and this came out, I believe it was like Friday evening mm -hmm. um, when all this landed, but it was the Jazz, the Bulls, the Hornets, and the Nets. Uh, the Nets we had heard before um, is potentially a team that could jump in there. Jazz do not surprise me because Danny Ainge, when he was running the Celtics, really wanted Tyler Hero 
badly and the heat drafted him, I believe one pick uh, before the Celtics took Romeo Langford, which uh, didn't exactly work out uh, for Boston. I still think Romeo, if he had been able to stay healthy, would have been a player, but that's a whole other thing. Hornets are kind of interesting just because of kind of where they're at. Uh, boy, you'd need to add an awful lot of defense if you're starting yeah. with a LaMelo and Tyler Hero backcourt. Uh, tandem uh, but Brandon Miller projects like he should be a pretty good defender we'll see what they do you know, with Miles Bridges PJ mm-hmm. Washington signed long term Mark Williams looks like he's going to be a solid defensive center so you know maybe they can make it work and then uh, the Bulls that to me would have to mean Zach Levine's moving on because I don't know why you need both of them that that doesn't really make sense. yeah yeah so we'll yeah. see so it's uh yeah man I I, I think I think one of the more disappointing things about this whole Damian Lillard saga to me, beyond the fact that the trade's not done yet, is that Tyler Hero has caught in a lot of slander in this. A lot of people act like all of a sudden he's just yeah. not a good player. And right. I, I just don't get it. And that's that's not what the situation is. So you've got and right now, if you're part of the you know, the Twitter sphere, whatever you want to call it, the, the social media sphere, you've got Blazers fans versus Heat fans, right? This it's this thing that's going on where you know Heat fans are, are give us Dame and and take you know what it is we're offering because you're not getting anything else. Blazers fans saying no, we need the world because it's Dame and all yeah. and in every opinion in between, right? And um, and I think that you're right. Tyler Hero kind of gets caught in the crossfire, but I think part of it is that dynamic where Blazers fans they're not going to talk up Tyler Hero because then sure. then it makes it seem like they're willing to take less, right? Tyler Hero, if he, if Tyler Hero is great, then cool. We don't have to give you X, Y, and Z in the deal too. But on top of that, they don't really have a need for Tyler Hero. Now, the direction that Portland is going in, I would contend that I don't care about need. Get the best players that you can and worry about fit later and figure things out if you're going into a rebuild. That being said, you paid a lot of money to Anthony Simons, so I get it, right? Yeah, but Shaden Sharp, who's... Maybe best as a two as well. So yeah, I get it from their standpoint. Right. I mean, he's, he's incredible, right? So um, incredibly explosive. So with that being the case too, the fact that he isn't really a need in Portland, that casts some unfortunate kind of negative light on Tyler hero for no other reason than just, he's not a fit in Portland. Doesn't mean he's not a good player. Just, he's not the right guy for that particular moment for it, for that particular team. Yeah, I've also seen, I think it's just people who don't want Dame to go to Miami or people who just, Uh, they don't like Miami also. Like, he's just not good. All he does is, you know, shoot. And I mean, he's a good shooter, but he's a good scorer just in general. He's a better playmaker than I think he gets given a lot of credit for. No, he's not a good defender. He's probably never going to be a good defender. And a lot of the Miami scheme covers for him. With, with that, you know, with guys like Bam and Jimmy Butler being great defenders mm-hmm. uh, when they need to be. So, yeah, I, I do kind of wonder. I, I will say I put a thing up um, on Spot Track today. It was the first of we'll have six of these pieces. We're doing them by division. But it was the biggest questions for each team. Um, so just hopefully, you know, people will go check that out. And one of the things I said is, all right, so if Miami doesn't trade for Damian Lillard, what do they do at point guard? Because they don't know that it's as cut and dry as, well, Kyle Lowry. Right. Because Kyle Lowry lost his starting job last year. And I know some people are like, well, yeah, because he was injured, but he was losing it before that happened, then lost it, came back and never got it back. I do kind of wonder, do you just shift Tyler Hero into the on-ball role 
and say, mm -hmm. hey, between him and Butler and Bam, we've got enough playmaking, and we just move, move along that way and start either Duncan Robinson to replace Max Strews, or do you throw another defender in the mix if you, you want to go that way? Somebody like maybe Josh Richardson who can do a little bit of everything. Uh, I think those are you know, ways they could go. But, yeah, I, I do think Tyler Hero has been kind of cast in the light of now where it's like, I'm not going to argue too crazy that he's super mm -hmm. underrated and he's awesome, but Tyler Hero is a lot better than they kind of just throw in this overpaid throw in that people are trying to turn him into. And people just don't like the Billy Idol snarl, apparently, or something like <laughs> I that. I think that's, that's true, that, too. Yeah, that's part of it. Um, you know, Keith, for another show, we don't have time today, but be interesting to discuss the number of teams that are attempting or potentially going to attempt a non-traditional point guard handling the ball. You look at Phoenix, you look at potentially Miami, Boston's yeah. talked about Jason Tatum handling the basketball, you know, um, and how that's starting to become more and more of a thing. And just if there's, that, that's a big picture discussion to at some point get into, but potentially could see that happen in Miami too if, uh, if a deal doesn't get struck. But yep. uh, a deal could get done too that sends Damian Lillard somewhere else. Maybe, Maybe. North? Yeah. Maybe North, the, the Raptors, but... Is Toronto right, so, north of Portland? What's that? Is Toronto actually north of Portland? Oh, good question. Yeah. I, I need know. to look that up. Okay. I, as I'm looking that up, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna say this. Um the the Raptors have emerged as a potential landing spot for Lillard as other teams are starting to pop up as we're getting closer and closer to media day and that kind of deadline and all that. Not a real deadline, but a de facto deadline for getting a deal done. Teams would like to get it done before training camp starts up. So the Raptors have emerged as a potential landing spot. But let me ask you this, Keith, given the way the Raptors have operated the last few years around the trade deadline, where all their guys are out there on the block, it's OG and Anobi, it's Kyle Lowry, it's Fred Van Vliet, and then they don't wind up doing anything. It all ends up kind of just being noise. The stories out there, the teams are actually buying that the Raptors are really in. Why? When the Raptors have showed us most recently, what they do is they make noise, but they don't pull any triggers here. Yeah, I think this is one where people are basically saying, hey, this isn't just a leverage play, right? Uh, the, the Trailblazers aren't just throwing the Raptors in there just because. Mm -hmm. um, I'm just seeing it come across that Mark Spears apparently said somewhere today, it's it's hard because it's coming through one of those uh, aggregation accounts, but it's one that's actually a real one. And it says, um, says the Raptors are emerging as the front runners uh, to land Damian Lillard. So wow. maybe I would say I think what Toronto is looking at two out of the last three years, they've missed out on the playoffs. The one year they did make it, they got handled very easily in the first round. I wonder if they're feeling a little bit of pressure of, hey, we got to do something, right? And we've seen Messiah mm -hmm. Jerry. I mean, they went and got Kawhi Leonard when Kawhi basically made it known. Now I know he didn't come out directly and say, but made it known. I'm not resigning that. And then he didn't, but what did he do in between? He won him a title. So who really cares? Right. He, he won you a title and in, in your, your, you know, uh, the old flags fly forever kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So I do kind of wonder with the Raptors, if they feel like, Hey, we can keep enough in back in reserve because Pascal Siakam presumably wouldn't yeah. be in a, in a trade because that wouldn't make sense. And no Scotty Barnes. Yeah. So if it's either Ananobi or Barnes, quite frankly, I'd give up Scotty Barnes in a reasonable Damian Lillard trade. If it was me, I'm just not really? that high on Scotty Barnes. The Raptors like fans them. I've I'm seen just... have been like, like yeah. Armageddon yeah. will be unleashed if they trade Scotty Barnes for, yeah. for Lillard. But I think that's because 
they didn't trade him for Kevin Durant and people are like, oh, what oh did you do? right. Okay. So I think there's some of that in there too. But if you, if you you're gonna keep one of those two guys, probably see Occam. Pirtle's obviously gonna stick around. Um, get Damian Lillard. That's a pretty good team, right? You're you're probably a contender to make a run in the East around that group, assuming you know normal health and all that stuff. So it makes a lot of sense to me that they they could be in the mix here. I don't think this is just being used to drive it up because the other thing is, generally when you're trying to drive the price up, you're trying to drive it so the other team will throw that one more thing in. Mm-hmm. It sounds like Miami's already thrown everything in that they can. So I don't know, you know, where where we're trying to drive it up. If it's hey heat, you gotta you you have to put yeah I don't know what Haywood Highsmith in the deal. You know, mm-hmm. sorry, he's catching strays here in the crossfire, but you know, it's like, I, I, I don't know. I just, I, I mean, I get it. I, I think, you know, Toronto may finally be ready to say, all right, let's, instead of just watching dudes walk away and just kind of this whole thing, uh, Peter's out and let's start over. Let, let's go. Let's, let's make the big move. Let's take a home run cut. Uh, you are right. Not just a salary cap czar, but also a geography guru. Keith, you are right. Uh, Portland is farther north looking at the map than, yeah. Than Toronto is so actually I guess he'd be traveling south to go to. <laughs> there was a whole the thing when Toronto did the whole "We the North" thing, mm-hmm. where like three or four other teams were like, uh, "We're actually further north." Than <laughs> so like, what are we doing here? But yeah, that's a whole other thing. That's that's but I I don't recall that, but that's funny. <laughs> um, so if, if Toronto was to do this, presumably, I mean, your guard rotation is really strong with Dennis Schroeder and 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 you've got Dame. Uh, and then it just becomes a, sure, and then it just becomes a question of what gets put into into the deal to get it done. But if they're now the front runner, this I mean, this very well could into turn into a Donovan Mitchell situation all, all over again, sure. right? Where one it's oh no, he's going to New York, he's going to New York. Oh no, wait, the Cavs? What? That, that could be happening here with uh, with the Toronto Raptors now. Would Dame play? I've seen I think some so. reports out there that he would not be happy to go to Toronto. Yeah, I don't know that he'd be thrilled, right? Because I don't think it's as cut and dry as going to Miami. Um, sure. Most guys like Toronto. I don't know how many guys truly love living there that are U.S.-born players. There are challenges with that. We've heard many players talk about that in the past, but most mm-hmm. guys do love the city itself. Like they, they love it. They know the fans are tremendous there. So that's not a thing. Um, so that, that becomes another part of this maybe. So, but I think if you're Toronto, what you're probably looking at is, Hey, we'll get him in here. We'll give it a year or so. And if he doesn't like it, we could always trade him again. And then mm-hmm. you know, if you're Messiah Jerry, it's kind of, kind of like um, uh, Billy Bean and Moneyball yeah. when he's like, when I sell oh, them for twice as much, I I'm get to keep, keep the, the difference. Yeah. You know, so maybe Masai pulls pulls one of those out with Bobby Webster and says, "Hey, we'll flip them for twice as much as what we gave up to get them." So, so we'll see. You know, I, I to me, it is starting to sound like maybe it is going to be somebody else, right? And someone else jumps jumps in there and grabs them because I just again, I just go back to I can't. This isn't a thing where it's like, all right, Miami, you got to give up that other thing that you've been holding back because I just don't think the Heat are doing that. Um, so Damian Lillard and Ricardo Rincon is, is what you're yep. saying. That's it. That's it. And I, want, I don't want him pitching against me tonight. That's right. Rooms. That's right. All or right. Mike let's Magnante jump. gets sent down because of it. Oh, so sad. <laughs> so sad. 
Um, all right, let's get into the other guy that's been out there all summer. This feels much less likely to be resolved prior to media day, James Harden, but he is still reportedly hoping for a trade to the Clippers. But again, if the Clippers aren't interested in trading for him and the 76ers, or at least not interested in paying what the 76ers want, and the 76ers are not interested in negatively impacting their team in terms of the overall quality of their squad. It's hard to see. Something has to give here in order for a deal to get done. And I don't know what side that's going to come from. Yeah, I I don't know. It just kind of feels like no uh, ship pun intended here, but the the ship has sailed on the Clippers with this, right? Like, like it's just, uh, I think it might be done. I I just don't know that they're interested in, giving up the things Messiah Jerry wants. And, and I think from uh, Messiah Jerry, Daryl Morey, sorry, uh, Freudian slip there. Um, I, I just think they might be in a position where Daryl Morey is like, you know, all right, well, and I'm not going to take back other stuff, right? Like I, I want to be here. We also, there was a lot of reporting that came out. Like there was rumors that maybe Marcus Morris might skip training camp and not go mm-hmm. to training camp with the Clippers if he's going to be traded and X, Y, and Z. And I think those are kind of funny because it's a, I, the, the most apt response I saw to those was people being like, Marcus Morris is now threatening to sit out. Yeah, right. But it came out that that's not even a thing. He's like, no, I'll be there. Like Robert Covington apparently has been like, I want to start. Nick Batum has apparently said like, I'm cool to come off the bench. So I think the Clippers have a lot of stuff to figure out. None the less of Kawhi and PG, are they going to be fully ready to go to start the year? Like where are we at with this and mm-hmm. all that stuff. So yeah, I mean, I think there was a time and place where this made a lot of sense. And I don't know if that time and place has passed because, again, we're a week out from everything getting started. And maybe maybe this is just another, hey, let's try to get this back you know, in the world and try to make it happen. But uh, I'm really not sure. Yeah, it seems a lot less likely that we see a resolution here than with the uh, the Dame trade front, which, uh, again, the clock is, is ticking. We'll see what happens. Um, all right, let's finish up with this. Clay Thompson and the Warriors have not talked extension just yet. I still, you know, if this was a different situation, maybe you'd raise some eyebrows. Yeah, but it's Clay and the Warriors. Like they know each other. They, they, you know, there's that relationship that's built in there. Like if this was, you know, player X got traded to team Y and uh, at the trade deadline last year, and they've gone all summer and they still haven't talked trade extension. And oh my gosh, you know, very different situation here. I don't think there's anything to worry. I think that when the time is right, when you know, they'll get something done and Clay will wind up retiring a warrior. Yeah, I agree. He's going to be 34 about the middle of this season or so he's in the, he's in the final year of his contract. So that does allow it to go all the way through June 30th at, you know, uh, midnight They They could agree to an extent extension that's the way it works with guys on expiring deals so uh and there's not even a option that complicates things or anything he's straight on the final year of his contract they i think signing draymond green and not losing him sent the message to me of hey we're gonna do right by these guys and as long as they can all still play and want to be here we're gonna keep it together and to me the cool story is we were like a year ago well probably not a year ago like a year and a half ago is Clay going to retire? 
or you know, right. where are we at with this? And, you know, and, and here we are, he's still going. So I think we're in a spot where it makes a lot of sense for this to kind of be, you know, the way it's going because he has played pretty well over the last two years. So I, I do think my guess is you're right. This just gets done. It's just a question of, does it happen now? Does it happen later? You know, or is this one of those ones like we're all kind of hanging out and, you know, March 2nd, all of a sudden we get, Oh, Clay and the Warriors are extending mm-hmm. the deal. Uh, the last two years, I had to look this up to be sure. He averaged over 20 points per game. Even like this clay, still a 20 point per game guy. Like that's it's the, it's the defensive drop off that yeah, people are yeah, early noticing. Yeah. yeah. Which is and what happens. Be tricky too, because now it's like, all right, two, two, who plugs in there, right? Because he can't, he used to be Steph. You just threw him on whoever the weakest guy was. Yeah. Like Clay chased the point guards around. And now, now that he can't really do that, they're, they're not quite what they once were. It's also kind of why I think Kavon Looney maybe still sticks in the starting group. And then Chris Paul comes off the bench, but we'll see. Yeah. Question is, who are you going to get to come up? Who is easier to convince to come off the bench? Chris Paul? Or Kevon Looney. I have I a feeling it's, it's going to be the latter. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's yeah. that could wind <laughs> so. up being the deciding factor in, <laughs> yeah, in that in that situation. So, all right. Well, everybody, thank you for joining us for today's show. Make sure that you do subscribe to the NBA Front Office Show here on the YouTube channel. Don't forget to also follow us over on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever it is you listen to podcasts. We'll be back tomorrow with all the latest going on around the league. Till then, everybody. And hopefully, you won't have to speed run it, right? That's right. The princess was in this castle. She's not in another castle. Let's go. Let's go. Mario references to close it out. I love it. See ya and stay safe.